This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Let's switch over to the defense um, because I think, you know, I had mentioned earlier a lot of the weapons that this Packers defense is going to have to contend with. I can imagine the commanders like leaning on their run game because they also have a really nice one-two punch with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I love Antonio Gibson. I think he is such a fun player i draft him i have drafted him in fantasy every single year that he's been (laughs) in the league um he obviously has not done too much they also have jd mckissick so they have a lot of a lot of guys up there and look the packers run defense has again been a little bit of their achilles heel along with those crossing routes so i imagine that the commanders look ron rivera is a smart coach i think we also look at the commanders and we forget who's leading them And I have, like, full confidence in Ron Rivera being able to game plan properly for this. Um, So that's kind of where I think they're going to lead. Now, obviously, we have to look and think about, you know, this hamstring issue with Jahan Dotson. Is that going to be a problem? But they still have Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel. Just a lot of pieces, I think, that Joe Barry is going to have to pay attention to. Yeah, and I mean, I... I don't know who made the adjustment. I mean, credit to Joe Barry, we think, for a lot of this, um, at least to be receptive to Matt LaFleur and maybe his coaching staff and some players saying, hey, we want to play more aggressive. But the production we saw from the Packers secondary against the Jets, I want to see more of. They played Mm -hmm. more press man. We saw Jair shadow Garrett Wilson. The entire game didn't allow a completion. I think Wilson ended the game with like one completion for eight yards, and it wasn't when he was being covered by Jair. So, you know, maybe you put Alexander on Terry McLaurin. I would love game. that. I yeah, would love like that. Just, just see what happens. And I think that's, you know, that's where I'm going with the, the Joe Barry thing. Like whether it was his decision or not, it, it looked like it was working before the dam broke. So the, yeah. the passing defense, I think, isn't necessarily the problem right now. I think you could argue that they were one of the problems. Um, but them 
playing more sticky coverage is only going to help their front seven out as far as, you know, run blocking and getting pressure on the quarterback. I think that this game could be a really big game for the Packers pass rush. Um, I don't, this (laughs) commander's offensive line doesn't have, you know, some of the weapons I think some other offensive lines have had, and I can see Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith kind of going to town. And especially if, you know, the Packers secondary is able to blanket some of these receivers, then it's going to Taylor Heineke is not going to be throwing into tight windows, you know, like he's, he's, and if he is, I think there's going to be opportunities for takeaways, but I think in conjunction of what we saw last weekend against the jets, like this Packers defense has another opportunity to really shut them down. Like we, at least we saw in the first half. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it it's just nice to see, like we talked about a little bit earlier in the show, like the foundational things. And Jerry Gray, you know, had said in his presser, like, we're going to get this fixed. Jair Alexander before the Jets game said, we really like the plan that we're going to trot out. And yes, you can argue like that doesn't mean as much when the Packers lose. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's more confidence in the room, like the guys are really buying in. Like, I'm not sure Jair would have said like, hey, I really like the moves that we're making on defense in week three or week four, you know, like I don't think he would have said that about playing zone or like soft coverage. So the fact that he was pleased with the plan that they had going into the jets game on Sunday, I feel like there's, there's room for them to, to be excited about what is ahead for the defense. Yeah. He was also asked how he was feeling, even though they lost. And he was like, I still feel great about this team. So they must have still, and this defense deserves to have left the jets game, even though it was a loss and feel like, you know, we of all three of the phases did everything we possibly could to keep us um, like in contention in this game. I want to see more plays on the ball. Like, I just feel like the ball hawking abilities of this Packer secondary have not been tapped into whatsoever. And maybe we will now that they're playing more man. Maybe they now that they get to be a little bit more aggressive, there'll be more opportunities for that. But like, one interception on the season going into week seven is like simply unacceptable when you have this much talent in that secondary room. And I just want to see them go for the ball more. Like I love a pass breakup, but let's get some takeaways. Like winning the turnover battle has been a huge, huge differential in past years for this Packers team and their ability to win. So I think this Packers defense, I don't want to ask more of them, you know, like they've stepped up enough this season, but I'm going to ask more of them. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that's where I was going next is outside of the game against the Bears in week six. You know, this is a commander's team that tip that has given the ball up. I mean, they had three turnovers week one and still managed to beat the Jaguars. But since then, they've given up at least one, you know, turnover per game. So this theoretically, the Packers will have opportunities to take the ball away. And Theoretically, they would also have some opportunities to protect the football and not turn the ball over uh, because this is a commander's defense that hasn't necessarily forced too many turnovers. I think they've forced or at least gotten three turnovers on the season. Yeah, I do think now that we're putting all the pieces, like laying all the pieces out on the table, I do really think that as long as the Packers don't get in their own way this week, which, again, is a little bit of a tall tale. Um, a big ask, I mean, asking them to do this after the way we've seen them play this season. But genuine, I think if they just play their brand of football, play a clean game, simplify, if you will, what they've been doing, but just play good football. 
like you said, not perfect, not great, just play a good brand of football, you can very easily beat this commander's team. Just the stupid mistakes and the way that they shoot themselves in the foot, bad penalties, a turn, giving them the ball back. Like that's how you keep this commander's team um, hanging around. I would also just love to see the Packers on their opening drive score a touchdown. Yeah. I just think about what it would do for the defense. And, you know, the Jets' first half was not like the defense played great, and but the offense couldn't get anything going. And there gets to be a point where we keep using this phrase, but the dam breaks. And at some point, like the Packers' defense isn't going to give up zero points every game. So the fact that they gave up 17 and some of those were on special teams blunders where, you know, the Jets' offense had short field to get through. If, if the Packers can go down and score and make it so this Packers defense is playing with a lead most of the game, that's where they thrive. And that's where I think we'll see them getting really aggressive and making plays on the ball. But if they just have to, to try and protect the end zone because the Packers offense isn't scoring and they have to like do the heavy lifting to keep the Packers in this game, I think that's when they're going to run into trouble because there's going to be a point where they just can't hold anymore. Yeah. Get the ball first, go down and score first. Honestly, even a field goal at this point, I think just early lead at all totally changes the momentum and the mindset. I agree. So since since we're on that that kind of, you know, score prediction time, what do you think? Because every time we've predicted a score this season, it has been so absolute off. chaos. And the commanders are I will help say, that. I will say I have yet to predict a 30 point game because I don't I have not felt like they have been there yet. So I agree um with myself. <laughs> um <laughs> still don't feel that way. <laughs> I still don't feel that way. No, I the Packers are gonna need a win. Like they're they're just they simply have to win this game and they have to put up points. Like they have to get to at least three touchdowns in this game in my mind for them, for them to feel good for us to feel better. Right. And I don't think that that's a tall order. So I am going to go like 24, 14. Okay. Mine was 24, 17. And that's because I've predicted them to win by more than they have. <laughs> and they've been closer games, more contested games, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Taylor Heineke is going to be a spark for the offense, but mm -hmm. I like the the trajectory that the defense is on. I think the offense knows that they have plenty to clean up and I, I'm just not ready to give up on this season. I'm not ready to declare anything a wash. I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. I think, I think the Packers win on Sunday. I think we feel pretty good about the performance and then we'll see, you know, what the narrative is going into the bills game. You know, I, I don't know if yeah. it'll be, I don't know if it'll be the prettiest win, but it's not, it's not, doesn't count any different when you win pretty. So I think at this point they just have to get their gritty wins out of the way and then, you know, keep building, keep, keep stacking successes to use. I was going to say they need to keep building. There just needs to be like, even if it's incremental, there needs to be mm -hmm. progress. I don't want no 10 point loss. All right. This Packers team is just simply better than that. I don't even want a field goal loss. You know, like I just, I, I think we're at the point of the season where, it's it's put up or shut up time, and I'm not saying that the Packers yeah. aren't like like they're. I think they're they're capable of of putting it up, and I think they're capable of putting things together. It's still a long season. We still have what 11 games to play. Like you know, anything can happen. We've got we talked about it on the recap show. Both of the Super Bowl teams from last season are at three and three right now. There's a lot of contenders that are kind of on the bubble of what would be playoff time. So things are going to change a lot in the next even couple weeks as far as the standings go. And the Packers just have to stay in the mix. Yeah, they do. 
All right. Must win game. Set it here. We'll uh, we'll be back Monday and hopefully it's victory Monday. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a victory Monday, so be nice to end things on a high note. But this has been the Pax What She Said podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. It helps us out a ton when you subscribe to the show and when you download the episode. So please continue to do that. We appreciate it very much. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast and you can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts including the Odyssey app you can find us on YouTube, Twitch and Twitter for those live recap shows at Pax What She Said you can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein and you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney so good vibes going into Sunday must win game for the Packers we think they'll do it hopefully we are talking about how they did it on Monday but thank you as always for listening to the show Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.